Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 479. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today we've got Kevin Rankstraw. Hey, Kevin. Hey, hi. Hello. This week on the show, we'll be taking a look at the action thriller Sisu, which is on VOD platforms right now. We'll also be going over some of what we're watching on the watch list and new releases in theaters, VOD and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you could, give us a review on iTunes. That'd be great. Have you seen the trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon, though? I did want to... I did want to bring that I, up. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Ugh. Didn't do it. It's interesting. It's an Apple original movie, but it's only in theaters. So I think only in theaters. Yeah. So I think that I feel like that's the first like Apple movie that wasn't released on Apple TV Plus alongside theaters. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, it, it looks, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be great, but looks, it looks great. Uh, all right, let's talk about Sisu. This is written and directed by Jalmari Hedlander. I have a synopsis here. When an ex-soldier who discovers gold in the Lapland wilderness tries to take the loot into the city, Nazi soldiers led by a brutal SS officer battle him. And yeah, so that's like, this this is this is the type of movie where what that one sentence that's all there is to the movie mm-hmm. and that's all you need for the movie perhaps maybe we'll start with you Kevin what were your initial impressions of Sisu uh i think this is you, you add this to the pantheon of films the the trailers are fucking incredible and the trailers maybe hype it up just a bit too much, just a touch too much, I think. Well, I agree. Um, the I think that the thing with the trailer for this movie is that I feel like this is a it gives a little bit too much away. Like the big moments, like the big yeah. jaw dropping, like holy shit, dude! Those moments are in the trailer, so it's like. So it's kind of it's kind of tricky, but like I, I get why they would want to include those things to like hype it up. But yeah, I I understand where you're coming from with with that. Yeah, because the 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 immediate thought that I had upon finishing this, which my wife said the exact same thing, she was like, "Oh, so like the the trailer itself was just all the action." truncated into a trailer like they cut out all the non-action stuff which was a lot of this it turns out and they just condense all the action into the trailer so it was like i i saw everything and i already saw everything in the trailer and now i just had to sit through all the non-action parts to see stuff that i already saw it's just kind of a bizarre experience well one thing well maybe maybe that was in the trailer. I can't remember one thing that uh, the once like set piece that I liked was the whole minefield sequence. I don't remember Which, if that was in the trailer part. I think part of it was, the, was the part when he threw the mine at the guy. Was that in the trailer? I remember. I Cause that, remember that was, cause that was like, I thought, I thought one of the best, one of the best moments in the movie where the dude picks up a landmine and throws it at a guy and, he he gets beamed with a landmine, and of course he explodes. 
I just the the uh, some of it was fun, and I did enjoy like towards the end. It kind of goes into like ridiculous camp territory, where it's just like, well, this dude can't die. Like, let's just be straight up. He can't die. Because yes. after a while, so shit just it starts escalating, and you're just like, oh, okay, now we're in... I mean, we were already in fantasy land, but now we're, like, full-on. He might be Superman. I looked at him like a slasher. Like a... like a He, he was like a Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees, where yeah. there was this, like, legend about him where he's he's supposedly immortal, and... I do love it when when they first radio in about him, the like high command or whatever. They're just like, leave, just leave him, just just get out of there. You're lucky to be alive right now. Just just get out. Quit while you're ahead, will you? Get out. Yeah, um, I liked this movie quite a bit. It seems like you weren't very high on it, but I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I I can't fault anyone for having fun with it, and I think I would have like if honestly if I didn't watch the trailer, I think I think I probably would have enjoyed it more because the, the the things would have been surprising, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of the surprises are unfortunately spoiled from the trailer. Uh, the other the other thing, I, the other scene that I liked quite a bit was when he lights himself on fire. <laughs> like that was pretty badass too. So that like I feel like that there's a number of things that you see in this movie that, that you don't see in in most uh, you know big big bombastic action movies. Uh, if you simply want to see like a badass stoic dude who doesn't talk uh, dispatching a lot of Nazis in very gory ways, then this this pretty much fits that bill, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you if you're someone like me that enjoys people being exploded. Oh yeah. Once, <laughs> a lot of a lot, a lot of people, people explode. A lot of people getting exploded in oh, this in this movie. I think it was the majority of them. Many, yes. Many of them ended up getting exploded. I don't have the data, but I'm pretty sure it was more than 50% of the deaths were explosions. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of them got killed in that minefield, like, yeah. right off the bat. That and was then, a lot of And then, of course, like, the the thing at the end, but, <laughs> which, yeah. Uh, you don't want to, yeah, you, you, you shouldn't go into this movie. If you happen to do see the trailer, it should give you a good idea of the the tone here. Like, we're not... This isn't a gritty, realistic, you know, war drama. This is like straight up uh, 70s style exploitation where you just you're, you're just in it for the for the violence, really. Yeah, because the story is it's not there's no there is no story. It's literally just, you know, it's about a guy who finds some gold and then has to go up against some Nazis. That's pretty much where we're at. Kind of feels like Mad Max. It's like a, like Fury road there. There's definitely these like kind of Fury road vibes that I was getting out of it where oh, yeah. it's just that mixed with John wick. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's like a, it's like a poor man's Fury road crossed with John wick where, where the Nazis have these like women prisoners that they're transporting and, they play a small role uh, in in the movie, but 
I mean, unfortunately, I, I don't think that it achieves the same highs as John Wick or no or Fury Road, I, for that matter. I mean, may, definitely not Fury Road. No. And I think the, there's two things about this that, outside of just the the, uh, the aforementioned trailer issue that I had with it, is A, some of like the hand-to-hand like action choreography, just I didn't think was that impressive. I, it was better when it was you know, doing the the ridiculous over-the-top explosions and shit. And there's also this thing, and I think I've talked about this numerous times before, and this movie does it a lot, where I don't know if it's necessarily slow motion, or it's when they drop, like, the frame rate or whatever, Mm. but that shit just looks so bad. It looks so fucking god-awful. Yeah, I believe that's when they drop, because they're filming at, like 24 frames a second so then when you drop that frame rate lower it looks almost like a like a slideshow it's because there's so few frames it just it looks so bad i just i can't stand it where it's like and it was just a, a pet peeve as they speak english yeah for the most part they do i wasn't expecting that i thought that was kind I of wasn't interesting either. i thought I thought, because that was one of the interesting things about this movie, I thought was like, holy shit, this is this Finnish movie with, you know, with Nazis is it's going to be playing in a, a movie theater around here. That's crazy. Yeah. And then they were all speaking English and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that, that was too much to ask for. <laughs> yeah, I was I, yeah, that kind of surprised me too. Yeah, you get a little bit of Finnish in there here. Little, yeah. little bits and pieces. But I think you could have done it, like, because there's so few, there's so little dialogue in this that I think it would have worked for American audiences because they're only here for the action anyways. Yeah, I mean, the main character has, what, one line, one line of dialogue. (laughs) So, uh, and that wasn't Finnish. So at least they, at least they did that. Yeah. um, Overall, I think it, for me, it's a light recommend. I uh, I think that it's it's worth uh, a rental. It I had a lot of fun with it. I was really excited for this movie, so I guess maybe my expectations were a little bit too high. Yeah, f- for I think it. That was my issue. And, and again, yeah, it's it was really that that awesome trailer that got me so pumped for it. Because prior to the trailer, I never I wasn't aware of this movie. Um, I am I am familiar with the director. It's the guy who did Rare Exports and and Big Game, um, both of which I liked quite a bit. Um, this one, you know, is a, yeah, it's it's I'd say it's it's fine. Let's give it a score. I'm sitting at a six and a half on this one. Yeah, I'd go like a five and a half, six. Cool. Again, Sisu is playing on demand right now. If you're in the the market for a extremely gory light action movie, see, like I would say, call it light in that, like compared to John Wick, yeah, the action oh, yeah. is like nothing. Like it's mostly, it's mostly just violence. Not, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't call it action. It's not like there are a lot of really well choreographed fight scenes there's a lot of shooting and a lot of explosions and i think that was another aspect of the trailer that maybe threw me off a little bit because the trailer made it seem like oh this is gonna be ridiculous action and And then 
like the movie starts and I get through the whole first chapter and I'm just like, oh wait, this is going to be one of those like slow, methodical things. It's like, that's not what you were telling me this was going to be. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is like, you had a couple cool set pieces here, like the minefield, as I mentioned, but then like, I feel like there, there, there could have been a lot, they could have done some really cool shit, like with the, more stuff with like the environment or like him, I don't know, hiding out or just more interesting set pieces instead of up, oh, they caught up with him again. Time to fight. Like the, the, I don't know. I just was kind of hoping for more interesting locales maybe or something like that. I just, to me, it was a bit, a bit of a letdown because that trailer promised so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do, you do. And that, and that's the thing, like the big moment, right. Is when he stabs the dude through the head. Like that's the, one of the big moments of the movie when you realize that this guy's a badass and they totally, that's the, the main takeaway from the trailer. You know, you see that in the trailer, which is like, they shouldn't have done that. They should have held that held back on that. Yeah. Uh, that's Sisu. Let's talk about some of what we've been watching. Uh, I think it's my turn this week. Hit me. I saw Polite Society. This oh. is this is directed by Nita Manzur. I want to see this. Talk, talk to me. How was it? It was all right. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of middle of the road for me. What you have here is a. This is a a, a light comedy that is about a um, high schooler who she wants to become a, a, a stunt, a stunt woman and her older sister who is like helping her train and stuff like that. Um, she meets this guy and they get engaged and the younger sister is very jealous. And she also thinks that there's like something weird going on with the guy. Like she thinks that, the guy might be hiding some things or at least his family. So she, she goes about trying to break them up and, and prevent the marriage from happening. So it is, it, it plays out almost like a rom-com, but there's action in this, which is kind of interesting. There are like multiple fight scenes in this. So it's like this kind of weird genre mashup where, it's like one part rom-com, one part coming of age story and one part action movie. Okay. Interesting concept. Uh, unfortunately for me, it just didn't just like a lot of it didn't really land. Like the comedy didn't land for me. I didn't think any of it was particularly funny at all. Um, the performances were good. The action scenes were okay, but there's not that many of them. So it it just kind of falls into this territory where it does a lot of things, but it doesn't particularly excel at any one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I still did find it entertaining enough. I mean, it's a very charming movie, um, but at the end of the day, I think I was just uh, felt like it was a little bit lacking. So yeah, that's polite society. That's on VOD. Uh, well, I, I have more movies than i did last time but not by much i have one i have one this week <laughs> oh wow yeah, maybe I, next week you'll oh. have two <laughs> hey baby steps watch out 
Uh, I watched Horror in the High Desert 2 Minerva. Ooh. So I don't know if you remember me talking about Horror in the High Desert back whenever the fuck I talked about that. Uh, I didn't like the first one at all. I thought it was awful. It's just an absolute mess. It's one of those, you know, like, mockumentary talking head style with, like, found footage weaved in. It's just about a guy that kind of went, he disappeared while he was hiking. And it was just all this build-up, boring as shit. Just build up, build up, build up, you know, until the final end reveal where, you know, he finds something out in the desert that was kind of creepy. Now, the ending of that movie was, it was decent. It was just the fact that it took you fucking forever, you know, like 75 minutes to get to it where nothing else was happening and that nothing else that was not happening was also just a complete mess, just shambles, right? So I watched number two. Because my wife wanted to see it. Because she liked the first one. So I said let's do it. And they do a much better job this time around. And two. This is kind of unsettling. It's creepy. The found footage stuff. You know like the surveillance type stuff. That they're doing here. It's still the like talking head style shit. And all of that just really doesn't work for me. But like the footage. That they have in this one. A. There's a lot more going on. And B. It's it's the type of thing that I find deeply unsettling and quote-unquote scary, where there's just, like, you just kind of vaguely see someone, like, in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, night vision stuff, and there's someone walks through the, fam- through the frame, that kind of thing. And then they just kind of, like, don't bring attention to it. Like, there's not really jump scares or anything like that. It's just that deeply unsettling type of type of approach which i enjoy they still didn't explain a fucking thing in this movie so that you know there's two movies in and it's just like oh they're just completely ignoring what it's supposed to be about because like they'll share the footage and the guy afterwards just like yeah mm, still never found that person it's like are you not talk about the creature that was standing next to you like you saw the footage it's your footage and it's just no response to that at all it's just kind of bizarre. I have to check especially, this out, especially if you're doing like a mockumentary. <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry, like you're just a bad documentarian if you're not gonna be like, yeah. So, what do you think the uh, that figure was that you captured that was right in front of you that you couldn't see? But no one, no one asked those questions. They just it's a bunch of people not asking the right questions. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna add this to my list. Looks like it's on Tubi. Is that is that where you watch oh, that's, it? Oh, it's a Tubi. It's a Tubi movie. Buddy. <laughs> Interesting. It, it, right, apparently, it's right at home. Rated right home on Tubi. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I saw Targets from 1968. They're people. They are people. Targets are people, and you could be one of them. So we talked about this not. last week because this is uh this came out on Criterion. This is uh, directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, I believe this was his debut, feature debut for from him. Uh, very, he's in it uh, as a young man, very young man in this movie. So what you have here is uh, this guy who 
just kind of loses it. He just seems like a regular dude. He's like a he he lives with his parents. He has a lot of friends. He has a girlfriend. Um, just a normal guy, normal white bread guy, and he just kind of loses it and starts killing people. Just goes on a killing spree. This is a type of movie that it could easily take place in 2023. I mean, holy crap! With you know the in, in 1968, I don't, you didn't have that many like mass shootings or certainly the, the, the weekly ones that we have by today's standards. Um, so this movie is in some ways it is like kind of a horrifying sign of things to come. And also at the same time, it's like, it feels almost tired because the thing that makes this movie uh, like shocking or notable is that it's just about a guy going on a, on a killing spree. Like that's all this movie is. It's just a guy going on a killing spree and Boris Karloff of all people is the one who ends up being in a position to take him down. Um, that being said, it's a really good movie and I, highly recommend checking it out. Just, it's just, uh, I think it hits different in, in 2023 after all of the mass shootings that we've been, you know, that, that we've had to bear witness to, but yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering is like, how does this, how does the viewing experience work in 2023? You know what I mean? Like, is it, I would feel like there's that, uncomfortableness to it yeah like like, uh... especially because a lot of the movie spends time with the killer like setting like him setting up his little area that he's gonna shoot people because he's like a sniper so he snipes people and like the first big one that he does now he kills a few people like he kills his parents and then the first like big shooting that he does is he climbs up on this, like, I don't know. It's like a water tank or something like that, but it's, it overlooks a highway. So he just climbs up there and he's got his, like his lunch and his bottle of pop. And he's got like 10 guns and he just lays up there eating his sandwich, drinking his Coke and uh, shooting people in their cars as they drive on the highway. And yeah, it's, you know, 1968, so it's not like you're going to get lots of, like, graphic uh, blood and guts or anything like that. But it is still disturbing. Um, but also, like, this guy is a freaking idiot. Like, he leaves evidence everywhere. Like, he's he's constantly dropping guns and just leaving them. Uh, like, just, he's such a moron that it's no wonder that Boris Karloff was able to just stop him from, from killing more people. Uh, the, the, the second, so Boris Karloff plays an actor. He kind of plays himself really. And he is doing a guest appearance at a, at a drive-in theater. And, um, that's where his like second big, shooting spree takes place is at a drive-in movie theater. He perches up and starts sniping people 
that are sitting in their cars watching the movie. So um, I, I do recommend it. Just just know that even though it's it's not like super violent or anything, it kind of it, it definitely disturbed me more than Sisu. I'll tell you that. But I can see that. Yeah, because he really, you know, I'm sure when he made this back in 1968, he didn't foresee. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. But it's still very well made, and I I definitely recommend uh, checking it out. It's it's quite good. Targets. They're people. They are people. Yeah. Um. The. That's it. That's all I'll mention. I I was gonna mention. <laughs> I saw this movie called Glitch by uh, Nico Mastroikis. Glitch. Glitch. Yeah, from 1988. But I don't really, I don't really have anything to say about it. it it's like, uh, it's like your kind of standard '80s, '80s uh, like sex comedy. But uh, it's, oh, that's uh, you, you gotta hate when that happens. You get yourself entangled in someone owing somebody money, some bad dudes. Yeah, it's really stupid. It's about these two burglars who are staking out this like rich guy's mansion. And he's like a, he's a famous producer and he goes on vacation and they break into his house. And instead of just like stealing whatever they want and leaving, they end up pretending. One of the guys ends up pretending to be the producer and they end up like hosting this like, fake audition for his next movie so they get all these like women over to the mansion and have this like crazy party but then the like the mob gets involved and <laughs> it's stupid it's really stupid the best part is is as soon as i pulled this up on letterbox and i saw the poster i was like it's it's it resides on tubi oh yeah <laughs> this is definitely a tubi movie <laughs> It's Tubi, all it, the way. It, yeah, this is 100% a Tubi movie. Glitch! <laughs> Ch- check it out. Glitch. I don't... The, the glitch... The glitch title is also really dumb. Like... I think the, the poster has two glitches. You have the typeface glitch, and then you also have the, the fun, wacky, zany glitch on the woman's thigh there. Double glitch. You know, when you say glitch... You think of like some kind of, you know, computer, like a computer glitch, like a software glitch. Yeah. There's no, there's no computers or anything in this. The, the, the glitch is, I mean, it's not even a glitch. It's just stupid. Yeah. And and which is funny because they're like, there's only one small problem, a little glitch in their plan. I wouldn't call this a glitch. No, their plan is dumb and stupid to begin with. And also, coincidentally, there's another set of burglars that that are bra- that break in at the same time as them, so they have to contend with them too. It's oh, no. yeah, it's really it's really bad and stupid. But if you're looking for some '80s cheese, man, this this definitely has a, a pretty solid amount of '80s cheese. Glitch, glitch. I don't know why I, <laughs> I don't know how I found this movie or why I. Dude, wanted to watch it but it's the power of tubi I, that must be what it is like i just i see these Tubi's like 
random 80s comedies and i'm just like i never heard of that movie <laughs> let's got, give it a watch to me is great for yeah and i think that's people you know watching films and stuff it's just like Tubi is just it'll make you make some bad decisions not always but because a lot of times you'll find like this looks dumb as hell and you watch it and you're like damn that was pretty good so now you start thinking you know you're playing with house money right and you're right. just like well Tubi's just a treasure trove like all of these movies are probably great <laughs> I don't know that I ever thought about Thought, thought of it that way but yeah i see what you're saying because pretty much everything i've watched on tubi has been if not good it, it has at least been entertaining where like i didn't regret the time that i spent watching that movie i would say that everything that i've watched on tubi was objectively not good but but sub- subjectively very fun and entertaining yeah i mean i I, i'm realizing that the two yeah i'm realizing that the 2b lineup is kind of within my wheelhouse like i'm kind of into the straight to dvd vhs movies of the 80s and 90s and that's you know that's kind of what you get with 2b see oh that's exactly what you're getting with 2b like you know, when when we do say by the 90s, a lot of the times we're looking for movies that maybe were a little bit un- flew under the radar, you know, and and Tubi's a great source oh. for that. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet yeah. I No doubt. It's got to be a great resource because it literally is like uh, it before Tubi came along. It was just like, no, you can't watch that movie. You can't find it. Yeah. And I just, I want to know more about, that's the one documentary that I would actually watch. You know how we have too many documentaries now of like every fucking business in the entire world and every product that's ever been made. Yep. I need a Tubi deep dive. Just like, where, how they get a hold of all these things? how they do it? What's their secret? I don't know, but. Uh, who's, who's the brain behind Tubi? Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of wild how much stuff they have on Tubi that's completely free too by the way which is wild I I mean I used to make fun of my mom yeah. well we b- both of us I know look at me now both look of us used now. to make fun of Tubi so much because it seemed like just it, it seemed like it was just crap like it seemed like it was almost like a, a, a public domain garbage that was on there but then you realize like oh wait a minute they actually have some interesting stuff on here like older stuff if you're looking for 80s and 90s stuff like Tubi's Tubi's the spot alright let's take a look at what we have in theaters this week the big one is The Little Mermaid oh another unnecessary Disney live action remake mm-hmm uh yeah i i'm not into this i only saw i think the first like teaser trailer and i thought that the movie looked absolutely awful so no, th- it, looked, it, looked, it looked real bad yeah so that that i think that was the end of uh me looking into <laughs> the little mermaid honestly i was never a big fan of the the animated movie either like i think it's fine but as a kid uh this was a little bit lower on my tier list of Disney movies. 
Um, that's really the 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 only big one in theaters. Uh, yeah, about my father is also gonna be in theaters. I don't know if that's getting a wide release or not. Same with uh, Kandahar, which is a Gerard Butler action movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> add that to the pile. Uh, on okay, let's see on VOD this week. Uh, whoops, I closed the tab. Now I have to reload it. Let's see. Starting with the twenty third. Page is not loading. Come on, come on now. We have Walking Against the Rain. Mm. Yeah, it looks like a horror movie. We got Dark Nature, which I saw at a film festival maybe last year, and I totally forgot about this movie until I was adding it to the calendar. And I don't, I, honestly, like, I don't even remember if I liked it or not. I, I don't think uh, I did. You, you gave it one and a half stars. Yeah, I don't think I did like it. <laughs> mm. And then on the 26th, we have Days of Daisy. We got Mob King. Let's see. We have Where the Tracks End. That's going to be on Netflix. And then we have Blood and Gold on Netflix. That one is uh, it's about effing up some Nazis. Blood and Gold? Blood and Gold. It's about a... Uh, yeah, I think it's about... Prison Treasure. Yeah, killing killing Nazis and getting treasure. I'm down. Uh, on Blu-ray this week, let's see. We have Brotherhood of the Wolf coming out in 4K. Remember that one? Brotherhood of the Wolf, the French? Oh, yeah. Sure French do. Movie? I really liked that movie. I'd like to rewatch that. Got Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Creed 3. Running Man is coming out in 4K. Uh, let's see. Crank is coming out in 4K from 2006. Crank in 4K. Crank in 4K, man. I kind of forgot about the Crank movies. I bet they don't hold up. Something tells me. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Something tells me those, those movies do not hold up, especially Crank 2. I bet that one really doesn't hold up. Uh, VHS 99 is coming out. That's on Shutter if you want to check it out now. Uh, Fist of the Condor. We got Warm Water Under a Red Bridge. Mm, that's about it. What about Criterions this week? We got one, and that's Petite Maman from uh, 2021, the French movie. With the contemporary pick one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Pick it up. Cool. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. And if you have a minute, consider reviewing us on, on iTunes. That'd be great. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. <laughs>